Hi, friends, and welcome to season 11 of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement in your journey with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, and we talk about all things Christ, about life, about beauty, about sorrow. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast, and welcome to part two of our series on Bride. And this is our final kind of installment of the identity series, which we started with daughter, sister, and then mother. And now we're finishing with Bride as the really the fulfillment of all of our vocations, to belong totally to the Lord forever, for all eternity. Last week, we spoke about freedom, about belonging freely to the Lord and freely to our spouse and to whom we've been called to give. And this week, we're going to talk about fully and totally. And the statement of intention, we were talking about the marriage ceremony last mm-hmm. time, and we're going to take those vows and and really expand upon them. But the statement of intention for this week is what you're asked at, at the wedding ceremony is, do you come here fully, without reservation, intent upon giving yourself to your intended spouse in marriage? Which that's a lot. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Without reservation, too. So without like, oh, wait, reservation. Wait a yeah, I think about when I was 23 saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know anything, girl. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that so true? Yeah. So, Michelle, what about you as we kind of go through this? And I know there's a beautiful quote by Pope Benedict we can look at also. But what do you guys think about the reservation or coming fully, which is uh, so deep? Yeah, I think coming fully. Like coming fully mm-hmm. is very similar to freely. Yeah. You know, but coming with your whole self coming and giving without reservation, where there's no hindrances. It's very similar to what we talked about last time, but realizing that love is a powerful force. It's the most powerful force on earth. Mm -hmm. You know, it's love. And this quote by Pope Benedict, which I had never read, and I discovered it, is from actually World Youth Day in uh, 2007. It says, my dear young friends, I want to invite you to dare to love. Mm-hmm. Do not desire anything less for your life than a love that is strong and beautiful and that is capable of making the whole of your existence a joyful undertaking of giving yourselves as a gift to God and your brothers and sisters. An imitation of the one who vanquished hatred and death forever through love. Love is the only force capable of changing the heart of the human person and of all humanity by making fruitful the relations between men and women, between rich and poor, between culture and civilizations. Mm, That's a good word. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so love is the only force capable of changing the heart Mm -hmm. of humans, Mm -hmm. you know, and love, you love the saying, but love heals. Yes, that's the only thing that does. Love heals and Mm -hmm. transforms. So I think for us to come fully and to everything is to really take, um, assess, all the parts of our heart and see which parts of our heart are still closed Mm -hmm. and see which parts of ourselves that are still being um, like that we are hiding from Mm -hmm. very similar to last podcast episode and how do we give ourselves fully to one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we really don't have a perfect model for that Mm -hmm. uh, in one another, but we do have a perfect model of that in Christ. Like he is Mm -hmm. the perfect teacher. He came to earth to show us mm-hmm. how to live, among mm-hmm. other things. But but that's one of the reasons why he came. And mm-hmm. so in his life, we can 
come to understand how to give ourselves fully because that's what he did. Mm-hmm. He came to give himself fully to us in everything, hold nothing back, even mm-hmm. to the point of death, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of it was for a purpose for us. Like it was all for us, not for him, but but as a gift. So he made a gift of himself mm-hmm. completely to us. And I think when we hold ourselves up to that standard, often we can just go, like yeah. I, I can't do that. You know, we I can't, can't love yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of that that's so true. We Amen. can't. We, we are incapable of that mm-hmm. kind of love uh, on our own power because there's distortions. There's our own stories. There's our vulnerabilities that have turned into fear. There's all of those things at play. Um, but it truly is allowing the love of God to come into us so fully that that's what we're able to give mm-hmm. to others. And and that's a process yes. of oh, yes. of allowing ourselves to become transformed. But we have to at least pursue it to know that that's the goal, to mm-hmm. know that that's where love is actually found. He is love. God is love. Yes. We hear that all the time. But I think we forget he actually is the love, that any expression of love, any real love that we experience is God. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's it's it sounds so basic, but yet it's hard to live. It's the it hardest is. thing to live. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It is true. And that's why we talk about There's it's a school of love. And maybe we could read our our scripture passage from Genesis that is guiding our our, our series um, <clears throat> on bride, and which is from Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 to 25. And it says this, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to all the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man, there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, This one shall be called woman, for out of her man this one was taken. Therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife, and they become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Just thinking of the, the, when we talk about fully and totally, it's only in the covenant, which is, you know, the covenant of our baptism, but also the covenant of marriage. It's only the covenant that allows the freedom and then where we are now, the fully and the, the fullness and the totality of everything to come out in a safe place. Mm-hmm. And it's really the, I mean, that's what baptism does for us, that it gives us the freedom because there's nothing that could ever happen to us that will allow us to cease to belong to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That mark upon our soul, we will always be marked. Whether we want to remain in a relationship with Him or not is up to us. But there's a marking of a covenant which forever marks us as belonging to God as His children. Mm-hmm. And there's a mark of a covenant of marriage, mm-hmm. which in its heart and and which is the process of, of growth is that gives all of the parts of our hearts the ability to come out onto the altar and to be seen and to be mm-hmm. contained knowing that we won't be uh the relationship won't be terminated and i know this is ideal so i please understand yes, I, yes. I understand but it's like that's that's why i really believe 
that humans, no matter how society tries to redefine marriage and redefine masculine femininity, society will always be fascinated by a good love story between a man and a woman, Mm -hmm. a love that lasts a lifetime, a Mm -hmm. love that overcomes obstacles, a love that gives, a love that receives. That is a never ceasing fascination. It's why we love white. It's why we like to watch royal weddings. Like the world is is fascinated by the -hmm. the concept and the reality of marriage, even Mm -hmm. if it tries to redefine it. Because at the heart of every person, we know that we are made for free, total, faithful, fruitful love that will never end. Because mm-hmm. that's etched in our being as, as sons and daughters of God, as, as being made in the image and likeness of God. And so it's a hearkening unto the truth of who we are. And as we allow that to unfold, and uh, you know, as you as for both of you, especially who have human spouses who each have their own stories as well, mm-hmm. which is is not easy by any means. Myself, you know, my, my own life with the Lord, of course, but then with my religious community and the people that God has given to me, that's the restoration of our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so easy to pull back at times and not to love freely and totally, but like, no, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm tired of being hurt here. I'm tired of being alone here. I'm tired of being abandoned here and not received here. So I'm just gonna pull back and I'm just going to put on my fig leaves and I'm just going to coexist. And the Lord's not calling us to coexist, but to become one. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's why I think it's so important to have, like you're saying, sister, this is the ideal, but we have to have the ideal mm-hmm. in mind. Like we have to have something to shoot for that we're committing to, you know, no matter what our vocation is. Mm-hmm. But in marriage specifically, you have to know what you're both shooting for yes. or else why, you know, what is your marriage all about? Mm-hmm. You know, is it about pleasure? Is it about like those things won't last. Mm-mm. So you know that a marriage will come to an end that mm-hmm. doesn't have the focus on the right things. Yeah. So to at least say, this is the goal that we both are submitting ourselves under yes. is like, is like God's idea and perfect, uh, image Mm -hmm. of his love, which Mm -hmm. is marriage. Like Mm -hmm. this is what we're going to submit our relationship under. And so all the decisions that we make when it, when we wrestle inside and we don't want to, is going to have to come under this again, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's when things get out of order very, very fast Mm -hmm. is when I go, but this is how I feel. This is what you're not doing for me. This is how you hurt me. This is, you know, what's so dysfunctional in our relationship. It's like all that totally true. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Jake's been there. Like we, we're in the middle of this all the time. You know, yeah. but it's our submission under under the will of God, Amen, but also girl. the perfect image that He desires for us. Mm-hmm. That that we just go, God, we're just going to keep hoping that You will take all of this and turn it into something beautiful. That we we just keep pursuing You, submitting it under Your grace, Your authority, Your power to redeem and restore. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's what's going to actually do it and carry us through. And mm-hmm. I think for people who are wanting to be married or looking to commit themselves to Jesus mm-hmm. forever in this yes. most beautiful vocation mm-hmm. that speaks of all eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have to know what we're getting into. This mm-hmm. is the the fully. Are yes. you going to bring your whole self but also be willing to receive fully the other person, the whole self wow. of the other person? Mm-hmm. To not say, well, I love this part and this part. I'll receive that, but I'm not receiving that. Oh, you know, gosh, where we yes. want a, a little bit of a smorgasbord of mm-hmm. a person that we love. And it's like, can How I... How we treat the church, too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so true. And I think, like... As I've learned Jake's whole story, and he's learned my whole story over the years, which I think is just a beautiful thing for all couples to take time to do. I think Mm -hmm. it's good for friends, too. But to really listen to the whole story of one another, like what happened when you were little, the good, Mm -hmm. the bad, the ugly, the hard things like that have made you who you are. There's so many times that I wish certain things didn't happen to Jake, that it's broken my heart and that's made him who he is and suffered in so many ways and vice versa. There's parts of my story that Mm -hmm. have 
that have been so damaging and traumatizing to me that make me incapable at moments of loving mm-hmm. in the way that I wish I could. Yeah. But can we re- still receive each other there? Can we still accept the fullness of who we are yeah. at this mm-hmm. moment with the hope that God is going to come and redeem and restore and that we are called to play a part in that for mm-hmm. each other? Like, holy, like that's the tough work of marriage is like I'm actually meant to be, this is what God has called us to, so I'm part of the way. Mm-hmm. For Jake, mm-hmm. yes, to experience the fullness of who he is, mm-hmm. and he is the way for mm-hmm. me, like yeah. with Christ, like to experience the fullness of who I am. So, can we be places of healing and restoration for one another mm-hmm. as we give and receive the fullness of each other? Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. yeah, and it's so perfect because the scripture, our guiding scripture, it, it says, "You will leave your mother and father." Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're taught well, or we teach couples well, what it looks like to leave well. And I think that is one of the things that we stress so often in this podcast is to know your story. Mm -hmm. Take the time and know your story so that when you do get married or you do join your community or wherever wherever you are, you leave your mother and father well. Mm -hmm. You take the blessings, but then you also identify the hardships. And so you leave it. And then it says the next part, you cleave to one another. You know, so you cleave to your spouse. You really, and it's almost, the Hebrew of it is almost the same as cleaving to a mother. Mm -hmm. It is this new attachment that has taken place Mm -hmm. because you are one. And how do you cleave? And how do you cleave fully where you give just only, per? oh, I'm going to just get close to you, parts of myself. But no, the cleaving is like your whole being. The Hebrew word is like your whole entire being. You cleave to each other like Mm -hmm. a mother would cleave to a child. Mm -hmm. You need this person. And it says you leave, cleave, and then weave. The Lord is doing something new. He is weaving these two people. And like I said earlier, that the world has never seen before. Mm -hmm. This is a new love story because it is a new creation, this marriage, that the world has never seen before. But if we even go, like we have to put ourselves in the ideal and knowing that, you know, the side of um, heaven, things are not going to be perfect. We're always Mm -hmm. returning our way back into Eden. But that if we do this, our job as spouses is to help reveal the glory of God in this other person. Mm -hmm. Our marriage is supposed to be a signpost for the marriage of the bridegroom and the bride, the church. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so that is an ideal that we need to put in front of us. Like that is an ideal, not to reach the standard of perfection, but to have this um, vision of glory mm-hmm. that we want to display to a very hurting world. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the reasons why family is under attack so much. Yes. You know, because it is the place where someone asked me, where do you think the Holy Spirit is going to move next powerfully? I said, revival is family Amen. and family is revival, but whatever it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, and the Lord, I think you said last podcast, it blows our expectations mm-hmm. because it's not what we think it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And nothing usually ever is. The Lord's mm-hmm. ways are never our ways. Mm-hmm. You know, we do think we're so smart. Though. We do. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, Lord, Holy Spirit Junior over here. I would have done it this way. This would have been more efficient. But, you know, like, but. We are. We're helping God to display His glory. And it is His glory, not ours. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is done within family. It is. And the particular distinct, I was just thinking of Eve, both of you and just the distinct way you live out each of your marriages. And there's a way that God loves that it's revealed to, through each of your marriages. Like every marriage is needed. Mm-hmm. Like every marriage. Sometimes I think it's probably like a religious life. It's easy to look at somebody else's marriage and say, I wish I had that marriage. And there's nothing wrong with emulating beautiful things about other, but there's a particular, like every human heart loves God in a way that nobody mm-hmm. else loves. And there's a particular manifestation of Christ's love for the church that every marriage mm-hmm. in its beauty and also its its tenacity and its faithfulness reveals to the world that mm-hmm. wouldn't, it's just, it's God is so gracious of how he does that. And 
it, that, that's why like the continued showing up and the continued vulnerability and the naked without shame. And that's really what the holy, the Christian life is, is going mm. back to the garden of, of going back to being naked, so to speak, without shame, which is excruciating for us. We all want a different way. We're like, oh, Lord, not that. Like, can I just, can I just be self-reliant over here? But that, that is very serious. I remember I was on a retreat and the priest was talking about that, of this, this whole restoration of Christian living is being naked and vulnerable before God, like that's heaven. Like that's, oh, yes. and, and I was like, Ooh, can I, am I, am I even part of me? I was like, I just, you know, I'm of course, these I'm naked, but it's like the, the parts of our hearts, which is why, you know, spouses, the revelation of like the original nakedness of John Paul II's theology of the body is that the original nakedness of their body revealed the original nakedness of their souls, mm-hmm. that they weren't holding back from each other, that they loved each other for their own sake, not for what that person could do for them. And you see with the insurance of original sin and, and the acquisition and the, the really the taking in of the lie, of the evil one that has shattered. And so that's the restoration of our hearts. But gosh, all of us want to be loved well. We've all had experiences of what it's like to be loved well and to love others well. And then all of us know what it feels like to be loved impurely Mm -hmm. or to be loved out of being used or manipulated. And then we've all know what it feels like when we've done it ourselves. And that in like kind of like the internal compass that we have of what the Lord is calling us to do to be able to give the gift of ourselves, which is the returning to Him and the ideal of what, of what is true so that we can live in that way. And you know, I talked about it before, but Chris and I had this experience where I was in a place, like this just deep place of healing, and I was verbalizing and had really been able to name the parts that I just did not like about myself, the little parts mm-hmm. and the human parts. And so I'm bringing this to him. I was telling Dr. Bob this story. I was bringing it to him, and I was like, I just don't like this part of me. And I was bawling, and he's like, this is not your parts. You know, and Chris said this before. Yeah. He's like, this is our parts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I love the, you know, and he was so tender and met me. There was something in me that raised up. I want to be like, you like I was so angry like yeah. and like no you don't you don't because I wanted him to shame me because I'm shaming yeah. me I'm like don't you, you dare I hated them I was like I mean it made me <clears throat> want to crawl out of my skin it's so true. I was like mm-hmm. why wouldn't you shame me I want to shame like it, it you know and um it was so funny like me and Bob's like but you felt safe enough to reveal those. And so the Lord yeah. wanted to heal. I'm like, you stop talking too. Like, everybody stop talking. Zip <laughs> it. Is so, like, you it's stop talking so too. It's so vulnerable. You know? yes. Oh, and it's so, so It is. It's so vulnerable. And I didn't want to be because I wanted mm-hmm. to see the Lord as juror and judge. I wanted to be like, I don't want to seem full of grace. I don't want to seem full of mercy. I feel like they're, you know, and that's not who the Lord is, you know, so he's using this person to receive these parts of me that I don't care for, but that's how the Lord, but it's like taking off that bandaid and having someone else help you clean out the wound. You're like, that's mine. That's mine. You know, but it's not. Well, to be loved in our ugliness, in our most, our places of most poverty, there is most poverty is it's excruciating. It is. It feels like, it, it feels like the, it hurts. Or, I mean, C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia. You feel like the dragon. Just, yes. Yeah. Having your skin pulled off. It hurts. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We want that, but we fear it at the same time. Exactly. It's like, we want to be loved like that, but at the same time, it's, it's like, come, no. Yes. No, like no, the push like, pull. No, and I mean, we've all had experiences. I think of somebody, I know I have many times where people point out like my weakness, but they do it in a way of like, well, I can see where you need to grow. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and then versus other people that will call out like Chris, like, mm-hmm call out in tenderness the yeah. places where they see that I'm little. And even though it's 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 hard still, it's such a different yeah. reception of of somebody who 
really loves you. It's, yeah. a, it's a reception. Oh. And I would see it yes. as earlier, I saw it as an exposing. Yes. You know, or yeah. a pointing. And instead of it, it was a reception and an mm-hmm. unfolding. Instead mm-hmm. of it, like the Lord mm-hmm. is like, I'm not an exposer or an accuser. True. Mm-hmm. You know, that's if you feel like you're accused, it's you not, know, yeah. that's not the voice of the Lord. And on the other side, how do we learn to love another mm-hmm. when they are showing up with parts that aren't beautiful in that moment? Yeah. Yes. You know, like, how can we learn to be like Christ there? Like to really love our spouse or love our community or love Whoever, yeah. even Jesus on the cross mm-hmm. who that's not beautiful there. Oh, like that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's painful. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he puts himself in a vulnerable place saying, I'm giving everything to you here mm-hmm. and there's nothing held back. And will we love him there? I mean, mm-hmm. the whole thing, it's excruciating, you know, but can we learn to love that way? Not yes. just be loved that way. It's both, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's important in relationships, especially in the marriage relationship, that we're not just looking to be loved all the time, mm-hmm. that we are looking for opportunities to love and forgive, to be the first one to say, I'm sorry, to mm-hmm. be the first one to to lay down your desire, you know, um, for the other person's yeah. good. Not not, not just to be taken advantage of, but no. for the other person's good, that that these actions should be geared towards the other person's good and mm-hmm. healing and the good of the marriage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that means it's not about you, you know, yeah. and it's not about what yeah. you need. Mm-mm. And um, and I think even that can be very vulnerable mm-hmm. to just go, I'm going to set myself aside to love you in the way that you need to be loved right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And you might be mean and a jerk and bringing some ugliness to the table, but to love anyway mm-hmm. and to put yourself in a place where you're, you know, mm-hmm. susceptible to being hurt. Like, yeah. that. I mean, that is what love is really about. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Like, we need grace to do this. We need mm-hmm. the sacraments of the church. We need the very life of God active in us to love like this mm-hmm. because this is beyond our human capacities. Oh, we, I, I mean, we're nothing without Jesus. Can I just say that over and over again? This is where I go mm-hmm. so often in my marriage is like, Lord, I can't do this without you. Like, I'm nothing without you. Nothing good can come from me without you. It's you. You yeah. are the giver of all good things, mm-hmm. of the power that I need, of the mercy, of the grace, of the the kindness. Like, you are everything that I need here, mm-hmm. you know? So I find myself begging God a lot to help mm-hmm. me to love like he loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, teach me, Lord, mm-hmm. to, love, to love better. Mm-hmm. You know? What would be some things, and maybe you kind of hinted on it, Heather, but for Michelle, for both, if however vulnerable you want to share, but if I know there's a lot of people listening, you know, saying like, I would love to grow more in my marriage. Like, I would love to grow more totally and fully in my marriage. How, for your own experiences, like when you've had, because you guys have both been married like 20 years, 20, you know, give or take, where you've had moments over the last 20 years or so of your marriage where you realized you were holding back or you realized you were hiding, were there particular things that you came to with Lord, like, you know, I have to step forward here? Like, what were some practical things that you could help married couples with, especially women of like, I want to live more fully, I just don't know how, or my husband's not interested, or like, what would you guys say? Like, how do you, in your own heart as women, as as brides, when you see that part of your heart that's hiding or holding back, like, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? I think it's interesting. I think one of the conversations we had in our marriage, especially in the last six months, are what are the topics that we don't think we can broach with each other? Like Chris is like, everything needs to be on the table. Oh, wow. Like every conversation. There doesn't need to be a topic where we do not discuss it. Like, okay. you know, or where there's, um, especially for me, when things get 
like, especially if we're diving deep into a situation, like, or talking deeply, if I feel uncomfortable, I I will always want to step back, you know, and Chris and I were on a walk and we had, we're having a really good, hard conversation about just some things that had come to light. And we've reached a beautiful resolution and it was painful, a beautiful resolution. And then as we continue to walk, Chris brought something else up that I had asked him to hold me accountable on. And I just got mad. I was like, I just recovered. Like, we just were on solid ground. We were beautiful. Like, God just did restoration. And then you just pulled this in. And I mean, I just was, and he's like, why can I not talk about this? Like, we cannot have any area of our marriage that is off the table to talk about. And I was like, well, I felt like I just got blindsided. And he's like, okay, but then you don't know my heart for you. Like, I mean, it was just challenging. And we're standing at the end of the driveway having this conversation. And I'm literally discerning in real time this conversation, thinking, I could just turn away and walk and say, I'll talk to you later about this. I'm not in a place. I need some space. Mm -hmm. And I was literally discerning in the situation, in the moment. And the Lord is like, and then you will put up a wall that will take, I can feel him saying that will take months to put down. Or if you stay and you lean in and love. We're good at that. Yeah. As women. Yeah. Mm. Like this, if you lean in and love, this wall will come down. You'll go closer. And so it was literally a real time discernment. And I'm like, okay. And I just leaned into Chris, you know, physically and emotionally. Mm. I was like, I will stay in this moment. And we stayed and we talked it out, you know, for a while longer. And it was beautiful. But there was something in me that the Lord knew needed to break, you know, this self-reliance into just this place that I didn't want him to come in, you know, and this place that I needed to grow and to be able to trust him deeper with that place, Mm -hmm. you know, and vice versa, you know, and to receive him well Mm -hmm. in his places also Mm -hmm. and know that I will go there and say, okay, it's like nothing could be off limits Mm -hmm. when we discuss things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the biggest areas that I've had to grow constantly is in staying open Mm -hmm. after I've been hurt. Yes. You know, it's very... I mean, my self-protection, I just want to wall up, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, but also like there's a coldness that starts to occur Mm -hmm. in my heart where I'm just like, I won't, I don't want you to affect me. Mm -hmm. And that goes for both. Mm -hmm. Like you've talked about this before, sister, when we numb things, we numb the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I feel hurt, when I've been lied to, betrayed or hurt, like in a, in a deep way, I just want to go. I will not let you do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it. It's just internally, sure. this happens so fast. Yeah. And even in your mind, like things start to shift and and it's just like a space and coldness that come up where like, I won't let you affect me anymore because it hurts. It's mm-hmm. painful. I'm going to protect myself now. Mm-hmm. So to stay vulnerable and open up again after being hurt, that mm-hmm. is the constant work within my own heart is like stay warm, Mm -hmm. soft, Mm -hmm. open, you know, um, susceptible to all of it. And it's really hard for me to be disappointed and to keep pressing in Mm -hmm. or to trust again after being Mm -hmm. hurt, like all of those things, right? Um, But marriage requires it. You cannot move forward without it. Mm -mm. Like you have to be willing to be hurt and keep going and to press in and to allow healing to occur mm-hmm. and restoration. Like, I'm not saying just keep being battered and hurt and put it all under and the we're rug not talking, and don't deal with just it. Just to like clarify, I, we're not talking about significant abuse. We're yeah. talking about, yes, exactly. exactly. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. That's so, so true. You know, there there's definite lines that should mm-hmm. not be crossed and where you need help. Yeah. But 
I think that's why we've always had accompaniment with us in our marriage, whether Mm -hmm. it be you guys know so much of my story and my marriage and just my own personal journey. But I I need people in my life as well as counselors and those who are equipped to help us work through things. I Mm -hmm. mean, Jake and I have been in counseling off and on for most of our marriage, you know. It's just we are the perfect storm. Our wounds are the perfect storm when Mm -hmm. they come together. And I'm like, mysteriously, this is what God desired. It's not easy. No, it's not easy, but I have to trust that the Lord's plan is this was the way to bring us into full Mm -hmm. communion with Him. Really, Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. It's the perfect storm, but it's also the perfect restoration and redemption. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. they go together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Sister, I'm just curious Mm -hmm. for you, like— um, in your vocation, how have you, I know we're coming to the end here, but I, I just really think it's important to hear from you, like, how have you been able to give yourself more fully over the years? Because obviously you start, you're able to give what you can at yeah. the beginning, which feels like fully, and then yeah. you realize over oh, and yeah. over there's mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. So what has that been like for mm-hmm. you, that process? Well, I, yeah, it's been a huge process. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I recently celebrated, you know, 19 years of, of vows, and I was th- I saw a picture on somebody's social media feed of, of sisters who just made their first profession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. thinking to myself, like probably like you when you go to a wedding, you're like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and just thinking of uh, just the grace of, of learning so much over almost 20 years. And, um, yeah, I think really coming to terms, I think, you know, in religious life, you know, you're sent, you go where you're sent and you live with whoever you live with. And you, sometimes you get a choice, sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. And just many years ago, I, I've, I had a really hard time with somebody that I lived with and it was very difficult. And I didn't have the tools at that time to, to do anything what we're talking about. This is many years ago. I had none. All I knew how to do was to ignore that person. And I didn't talk to her for weeks. Mm-hmm. I just absolutely ignored her for weeks. And I, I just look back at myself there and I'm just like, what, just how hurtful that was to that sister. And like what, what, po- what poverty, like what impoverishment that is in my own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just, I remember just coming through that and kind of like growing as a person and just through all this counseling, like all mm-hmm. these years of counseling, mm-hmm. all these years of like trauma work and all healing and working with Bob and just all the things that, of, coming to see more and more like not in our in our convent like not getting along is not an option mm-hmm. it's just not mm-hmm. and you're not always gonna be best friends with people that you and you're you know but Lord have mercy kind of I'm like and if, if if I am if I can't see we've said this before but I really believe if I can't see the Lord's goodness in you at some level that's not your problem that's mine yes and so I think taking it very seriously God is going to hold me accountable for how I treat the people that I live with like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you go on stage and talk to thousands of people if I can't be kind and loving in a sincere way not a condescending way but a sincere loving way to people that God has entrusted to me in my own life I have no business doing anything else and it's like Amen. so convicting of, mm-hmm. <clears throat> of like the Lord convicts me of my poverty all the time but it's like that is just so yeah and it's just something that I take just very seriously. And I, I obviously don't always get it right, but man, my goodness, you know. There's this yeah. Protestant pastor that lives in our town and I was having a quick conversation with him when I was picking up something and we were talking about family. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I have to get home to my son's this. And I was like, and it, the way he just said it was super endearing. And I was like, oh, and he's like, the Lord's show me. It doesn't matter if I'm famous in the pulpit. I got to be famous at home. Oh, and I just loved yeah. that statement. You know? <laughs> so and I was like, oh, my gosh, amen. And he was yeah. like, I didn't want to be famous at home. Yeah. You know, he said it doesn't matter. You know, and he said, really, it's God's glory. But mm-hmm. I just thought, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also, you know, as we wrap up this episode, but we talked a lot about in our motherhood series on repair. Yes. And the repair of marriages, the repair of relationships, the yes. repair of brothers, sisters, of sisters, of brothers, like that. The repair is always the most important thing Absolutely. of going back to somebody and say, gosh, I'm sorry I did that. Or, you know, please forgive me. Or I missed your heart here. Or please help me understand your heart. I don't understand. Could you tell me what's happening in your mm-hmm. interior life? I don't know. And so I'm just guessing. Could you help me? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I think that that's the beauty of the continued, and that what that's what makes for longevity of relationships. Because there's mm-hmm. a natural ebb and flow to every relationship, but can we continue to the place where called the Lord is asking us to to continue to show up and to give and to see what the Lord does with it? Amen, friend. God can redeem it all. Amen, mm-hmm. friend. Yeah, amen. Amen. Well, here we go. We'll continue on our journey. Um, Michelle, would you like to talk about your one things for the, your one thing? Just- My one thing, since it is May, when this whole area is just Mary. And so oh, May is being yes. the month of Mary and the month of mothers. Mm-hmm. And just as she is the was the spotless bride, mm-hmm. you know, but just I've been really um, spending time in Nazareth with the Holy Family in my mm-hmm. prayer a lot and just Mary and how she loved fully mm-hmm. and freely and totally um, and how she loved Joseph. But how I've been one of the things I've been thinking about is how she allowed Joseph to love her. Just as much as she loved him Mm -hmm. and just what their relationship was like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So my one thing is this little ring from Pink Salt Riot that says Love Heals. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that she made this ring. I don't have it. I want it. I'm ready to order it. But with the border issues, I'm going to get it soon is what I'm saying. Um, Yeah, I hope to get it soon because I, yeah, I just love it. I saw that she posted it and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so powerful and so yeah, good. And I, I like to have those little reminders around me, you oh, know, that are yes. just like, this is, yeah, love heals. Like mm-hmm. it heals me, but also like I need to be a love that heals in, mm-hmm. in the lives of other people. So check it out. Pink Salt Riot. You can they have find it on her stuff. website. Mm-hmm. She's so yeah. good. Jill's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah she, Jill is yes. great. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have been going through hashtag non-confessions. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys know this about me. So this is real time unfolding. I've been going through a country music phase for... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Both of you are just dying. It's oh, not, I love country it's music. It's not even kale, y'all. Look, I look at how they turned away you. from me. They have yeah, literally turned their faces from me. Do not turn your face from me. And you well, open my dress. my house. I had country when I was cleaning the kitchen. Yes. You're like, oh, oh I, I love, love country. This. Anyway, I grew up on. My parents are from South Texas. Anyway, Maybe. okay. All right, okay. So Spotify has been my friend. I've just been listening to country for a long time. Anyway, there's a song that kept coming up, and I, I think it's more of obviously more of a contemporary song, but it's I can't remember the. Um, yes, you're laughing at me right now, but. Uh, it's it. called Some People Do. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a story of what we're talking about of a man knowing he has wronged his wife and he's hurt her a lot. And he's like, some people some people don't stop doing this, but some people do. Mm-hmm. And I hope tonight you forgive me because some people do mm-hmm. actually have a conversion. And so, um, yeah, we can well, play it later I mean, if you want. you know, so. country songs like, some are very poetic. So like, who's your favorite? Country artist. I I don't have a favorite. I like a whole mix because my parents used to listen to old country. My my mom and dad saw um, Johnny Cash when he was first oh, starting. I like they that. went to oh, wow. like that's like in the eras Johnny of the nineteen sixties, like the dance that's clubs. I think awesome. It's early stuff like Charlie Pride and Johnny Cash, and we always grew up on like Texas, like old school country. Um, but I, I've, so I've always liked it, but it, whatever it comes up in my Spotify playlist, I like all kinds of stuff. Some of it's much more contemporary, but just some good, just, I, they're good lyrics. Yeah. It's in your a lot of them are. It's in your blood. I know. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Do you I do? mean, I get it. Yeah. yeah. And Kale. I know. Yeah. It's not in yours. Yeah. She's Scottish, Scottish music. music. Like, hey, yeah. like the girl, the like, fine girl. What a fine girl you are. Fine girl you are. Yeah. Irish tunes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was on 
all the time. Your yes. little weasel does not have to like country music. <laughs> it's okay. It's a place I need to grow. Yeah. Yeah, I love you and I love your country music love. <laughs> I love it. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And next week we will continue and our series on identity of bride is part three. So until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints on our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive bonus content every month, such as short videos, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together podcast. Thank you and God bless you.